Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat-O. Pat-O, how was your weekend? Oh, it was, uh, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I was fully prepared. Fans of the show will remember that uh, I've been in dad mode the past couple weekends. I've had yeah. very uh, unexciting weekend activities to report, and this weekend was supposed to be drastically different. Um... It was the 10-year anniversary of Rock Island Public House, which is the bar where I do my D&D stuff and also where friend of the show Mike Vanderbilt works. Um, kind of like, I don't have too many too many watering holes here in Chicago anymore. I kind of keep it to myself and do the family thing. But if you're going to find me anywhere, you're most likely going to find me there. So I had planned on doing that Saturday night. And, um, you know, I had a lot of stuff to work. I didn't, I didn't have my daughter this weekend. And God damn it, she had burned sometimes. So uh, I looked forward to only having one kid around and I was going to get to work on a bunch of stuff and like really prep for Weird World, which we, you know, which debuts today, um, talking about the great state of Georgia. And then also I wanted to put a lot of work into this show because um, Project Bluebeam is something that I've, has been on my radar for a, a very, very, very long time. And yeah, I, when I when I added it, I was like, "This is a Pat O topic." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes back to "Behold the Pale Horse" and Bill Cooper and all that stuff. And uh, but I didn't have the specifics. Obviously, I wanted to do a lot of research, and didn't do any of that. Got wasted and got drunk. Fucking Friday night, drank like two thirds of a handle of vodka. My notes for both shows were complete gibberish. It's like songwriting lit. Like my one of my notes for for today's show is like the lyrics to "Street Fighting Man" by the Rolling Stones. I have no idea why. Like we oh. <laughs> just just at the computer, it's actual song lyrics. Yes, okay. <laughs> at the computer, drinking vodka, vodka and monsters, and listening to the Stones, and was like, you know, <laughs> my name is called Disturbance. Like I don't fucking know, but uh, must have been important. It was, you know what? I had a lot of steam I had to blow off, and um, it was good. It was it was somewhat well deserved. I will say that. So uh, Friday night got wasted. Saturday night, Saturday got up, hit the dispensary, then had to go out to uh, fucking Bufu, Egypt, to do a script reading with uh, my buddy Derek, who's working on a movie whose name I can't remember right now, but I'm first assistant director, and uh, I also had to do um, play one of the half the cast didn't show up. You know, we had like snowstorms in Chicago all this weekend yeah so yeah so that was like and i was like so hung over saturday morning i didn't i like, got in the car and just started driving running errands not realizing that it was going to be like this so um don't worry obviously i survived but then um saturday night i uh did end up make, making it to rock island public house it was a good time and then um sunday morning woke up with a two-day hangover at that point and found out that <laughs> So that was when our radio ad was supposed to air, right? This, yeah. So my notes for this part of the segment of the How Was Your Weekend segment is the spirit of radio, which is a okay. rush, which is a rush song. So like, um, I was super stoked. We got ad time on Q101 and we were going to, they were going to air it and they did. But the problem is, is that when you listen on the app, they use different advertisements because we bought 
airtime on this the radio station for the local broadcast. That's why it was so ridiculously cheap. If you want to buy ad space on the app broadcast, the one that goes out through the internet on Alexa and all that, I'm sorry, A and all that shit, it costs a lot more money. So I, as much as I was telling everybody, oh, you can listen on, you can listen on, you know, whatever the app and do all this stuff. You can, and you should still listen to the show. However, only terrestrial listeners here in the Chicagoland area that pick up Q101 on their radios will actually hear the ad. And uh, oh, we did a little bit of a bummer, but what? It was like fucking 30 bucks a week. Like it wasn't that much money. And we have a new radio spot, which we can use in other applications as well. Um so I know I sent that to you. It, it was very professionally done. Like I thought it was good, but they def they took out the coast to coast to for people to fuck, which like is what I thought would, would get people's like, that's where you understand what tagline of the show, right? right. <laughs> it's where you understand exactly what we're all about in one sentence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you understand coast to coast AM and you understand vulgarity and people who fuck. So putting the two together, it's like, boom, I understand this show. I get what they're going for right and um they neutered that which is what corporate radio does fucking cumulus well and then also like it it it, it was pretty good they did did a pretty good job with what they had to work with um but like you know what i noticed about it was like because there's there's a particular cadence that we both have because we're doing the back and forth right covering the topics that we go over it kind of sounds weird yeah i so the way that the way that the the guys told me was like you know we'll do this and if you don't have an ad we'll produce one if you give us copy and we'll do it for free and i said well i have something that i can give you that honestly works just fine for me right all you have to do is bleep the fuck at the end and he said, okay. And I sent it to him and his response was, this works perfect. So that's what I thought they were going with. Yeah. And then when, um, when I listened on and they, and they had given me the times Did I send you like the, the schedule of when. The, yeah, you okay. did. So he had said like, Hey, um, it's not, these are the exact times cause stuff happens, but like this, sure. this is like generally when to listen. So I was listening at, on my echo device and I didn't hear it. I was like, what the fuck? But I heard a commercial break where it should have been. So one of the things that I was obviously very concerned about is what songs are they going to play around our ad? Ooh, yeah. Right? Because that's magic. Like, what is it? You know what I mean? And one of them was Starseed by Our Lady Peace, which is mwah, fucking perfect. It's a, a late 90s alternative rock banger about transpermia fucking you you couldn't pick a better song right the other one was uh, uh buddy holly by weezer which i do love me some weezer but that song is probably like one of my least favorite yeah of the agree. earlier era so um but whatever i star seed is such a win that i'll forgive the weezer part um and when i didn't hear it was played i was like well this isn't fucking right so i had reached out to him but i kind of figured that's what it was too because i'm listening to the ads they are running and it's all like for like national corporations it's not like the local shit that you usually hear on the radio station yeah. ads like car dealerships and stuff and that's when he confirmed that he goes but it ran he's like it ran at during that during that slot he's like here if you want a copy of it you could see that we did our you know boom, boom boom and that's when he gave that to me i was like okay obviously this wasn't some kind of fucking scam but at the same time like i don't know so it's gonna air three more times um i'll make sure that i'm in the car listening next time so i can actually hear it on the radio 
and I'll add it. Uh, I'll add it to the Patreon. What they did with it? Why not? Sure. I mean, we and we can use that again for something else. I was trying to figure out how to just put a picture over it, and I know I would know how to do it in iMovie, but iMovie like all of our, your pictures are too big for iMovie. So like I thought like okay, well I'm gonna use this as the audio track, and then just use like a picture of us or a logo for the for the visual, and I could put together like a 30 second video which is just a static image of our logo or the phone number thing that you put together. Right. And then use that audio track as like a background. And I couldn't even figure out how to do that in fucking iMovie. I was like very, it was very disheartening. So, um, that was my weekend. What else? My kid's all fucked up. He's better now though. He's getting migraines. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you have those growing up? I did. Yeah. Okay. So did you get them like, cause I remember getting them like, when I was hitting puberty, and then they kind of went away, and then when I got an office, when I stopped being like a field engineer and started being like a desk engineer, I started getting them again in my 30s. So I got them because I needed glasses, okay? Mm. But I learned at a very early age that if I had migraines, that means I didn't have to go to school. I think there was a part of that going on here too, but please continue. Lots of that uh, in, in my own childhood. And I was, oh, man, I sold that shit. I sold that shit so well <laughs> that I, w- I would get CT scans and all that stuff. <laughs> and nothing was ever wrong, right? <laughs> it was just good. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I missed a lot of school because of it. And, uh, you know, eventually that ship kind of sailed. They were like, well, we don't know what to do. Um, you know, at that point, they wanted to do like extreme measures. I can't remember what, but, uh, you know, I am weird. I had weird issues growing up. I, I like randomly remember this all the time. Um, I think I was like touched by Jesus or something at some point in my life. Mm, um, ties into today's show topic. It sure does. I had like, this is not migraine related, but I did have like this giant mass on my jaw. Okay. Like this huge fucking big old fucking golf ball size mass. Okay. And they didn't really know what it was. Right. So they wanted to remove it and figure out what it was. So I um, had gone and I had gone to the children's hospital because I, I can kind of remember it, but I had to have been like under the age of four. And um, they were like doing like a bunch of prep for surgery that was going to happen that week. And then the day of the surgery, when I woke up, it was gone. And nobody ever really knows what the fuck happened. <laughs> it just was gone. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then like later, a little bit later in life, you know, I, I talk about my, my teeth. I've talked about my teeth. Maybe I haven't talked about my teeth on the show, but if you've met me, hi, I have bad teeth. I, I need dentures and I'll get them soon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I also had like an incident where like, like one of my lower gums on one complete side was like just completely fucking black. I mean, completely fucking black for like, I don't know, a good six months, and then eventually it just went away, and it never <laughs> it just was normal. I don't know. I don't know why those things happened. Um, you know, as a child, um, nobody's ever – nothing like that has ever happened again, um, you know, aside from the fact that I got I got bad teeth. But uh, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I was trying to explain to my kid, like, puberty is just a, a crazy time because your body doesn't – you don't go from childhood to adulthood overnight. Like, your body grows in different ways. So, like, I had really bad knees when I was a kid. And it was because I was going to be super tall, right? But you can't just, how do you grow super tall? Like, with your feet and then your legs and then your, you know, and you. I guess that's one way you can do it. But, like, I, 
for me, like my feet got really big and then my knees got really big. That way it could support the rest of me as it grew. Does that make sense? And when my knees got real big, like they hurt so fucking bad. And like, I just remember like a three month period where like, I couldn't bend down. Like I was just like, it was like crippling. You know what I mean? And like, honestly, like the same thing happened with my cock where like it got huge and the doctors just kept saying like, well, the rest of you is going to catch up to it. And it never did. And even now it's like fucking a baby's arm. Like it's fucking massive. (laughs) And like, it's, I don't know what to do with it. Like what, you know, I try to do push-ups with it in my trailer and like, you know, some people keep saying she's doing OnlyFans, but I'm like that guy. You know, speaking of which, you guys definitely, I mean, listen, if you're not on the Patreon, Pat already said it. We have a new episode of Weird World. Yeah, that was a bit, by the way. (laughs) But we also have the Lost on Wednesdays We Talk Weird episode that only aired for one week. And you can only hear it too hot, on the Patreon. Too hot for the airwaves. It was too hot down. for the airwaves. People Figure actually, you know what? Most most conspiracy theory podcasts because I listened to I researched this week's topic a little bit differently. I listened to other podcasts uh, episodes on this topic to see what they did and to, to actually kind of hold counsel with my peers and see what they thought and what they did and their approach to it. And um, I will tell you this: those fucking people would die to have been literally threatened we were threatened with physical violence because of the show topic because of this because of this yes yes we were they there's no like oh they're gonna come after us this motherfucker was gonna come after us uh that that's 100 real we've survived that we have that notch on our belt you know and guess what we fucking crumbled <laughs> like bitches and took it down but if you give us enough money you can listen to our patreon so yeah well it's still on patreon <laughs> Um, for the record, it was Pato that crumbled, not me. Um, but because I was worried about you, you're a single mom. <laughs> That's what he says. It's okay. It's okay. Well, okay. Fucking let him come for me. Listen, the man spent time on Mars. I don't blame you for being scared of him. Okay, it's fine. I was one hundred percent worried about you. That was it. He was responsible for the for the the fucking slaughter on Mars or whatever the fuck it was that he said. Ugh. Um, we've said it before. I'll say it again. If you only subscribe for the one month just to go listen to that episode, it's absolutely worth your eight dollars. I promise. I agree. But, you know, anyway, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I had it? a very uneventful weekend uh, for the most part. I've been doing a lot of uh, just things on my own lately. And, um, you know, it's OK. It's all right. I, I don't hate that. You know, sometimes you just got to kind of go into yourself and, uh, you know, do your own things. I, I built a lot of furniture. And, um, oh, that's right. <laughs> I did. I did. And I still haven't resolved that issue. But... <laughs> You know, no, the furniture itself i built great it was it's it's my fucking work computer that doesn't work now. you know just, what you have to put that just put that question out on twitter like the amount first of all the amount of man i understand the amount of mansplaining you have to deal with is like nauseating but you don't think we have enough fucking geek squad members that listen to us that can get that shit fixed for you in like 15 minutes yeah and like literally anybody could but like i'm i'm, I'm just gonna take it up to the office tomorrow and they're gonna give me a new one so uh, there's that and even there. like you know, it just, I don't talk a lot about my day job, but I'm just going to say, man, this whole ordeal um, has really proven to me how much the people that I work for fucking don't know a goddamn thing. Welcome, like, they don't welcome even, to the public sector. Uh, they don't even like understand what I'm saying. And I mean, listen, you guys, it's just not reading that the one monitor is plugged into the other. I, that's it. That's all it is. That's the problem. I, and my boss is like, well, why is it your laptop working? I'm like, oh, my God, it is. My laptop is fine. Dude. <laughs> and then, so they want me to bring fucking everything. Okay. One monitor that's out. I got two monitors that I use. I got one monitor that's out. They want me to bring both 
monitors and my laptop and my work phone all up there tomorrow to the fucking distribution center that's fucking 35 minutes away from me i have to pack all this shit up and carry it all in there and i got the big fucking monitors i'm like why can't i just bring the one monitor and it's hookups i don't what (laughs) and then they're like well you're gonna have to stay here and work your shift here i work from home no i'm not i'm not staying i will call off for the rest of the day bye i'm an adult i'll go home and finish my shift at home because i can do my job still i just need a new monitor that's it and i don't even need that much so anyway so i'm a regular jerk off to you guys like i'm not that different from from all of you um I do regular but I did you know I said a couple weeks ago I watched a really good movie I did watch it again um and and it still holds uh bones and all check it out man that is some good stuff um I was talking to somebody well I made a post on social media about how I don't like a24 films I think we've talked about it here before um don't like them don't like them I'm especially not a fan of Ari Aster his movies fucking blow they're not good at all um there's you know somebody had like talked about hereditary and of course they were mansplaining to me what what it's about i know what the fuck it's about it's just that there's movies that do it way better um (laughs) than that than that dumbass movie okay and and that's what i told them okay well you should check out this movie because it actually does it way better um but you know bones and all to me is like it, it's like what a24 is trying to do it's just that they do it better they actually tell an interesting story with interesting visuals and um it, it's just i don't know i really liked it so check that one out um you know because it was good but that i mean that's it really that's what i did this weekend i uh i mean if we're gonna talk media real quick i gotta throw out um this week's uh the last of us have you watched that show no, we can't talk about it. Okay. I haven't watched it. It's, uh, it is everything. It is one of those things where I, so I downloaded the game cause it was like free on the PlayStation network and got into it a little bit and, and didn't really like the game. I watched the show cause I figured what the fuck I watched the show and I liked the show. There was a lot of buzz around this week's episode. Um, and I didn't know, I had no background in the game going into watching it and I didn't know too, I, I was vaguely aware of the discourse on twitter and i watched it last night and was in fucking tears the entire time and so much so that my wife was like making fun of me like talking shit the whole fucking time sitting there in the recliner like you just want to be loved so bad fuck you you know all this stuff it was uh it is if you need a good cry watch it you don't need to i don't even think you really need to watch the show i think you could you could like just watch episode three um and it would have the similar effect. It is so fucking powerful and moving. And it is, it, it, I mean, those, everyone involved in that, I'm not going to give too much of it. They're all going to win fucking Emmys. And uh, well-deserved. It was absolutely beautiful. And it was, it's good to have that, like, cathartic cry. And uh, <laughs> I definitely needed one. So if you need one, too, episode three of season one of Last of Us, you'll know, love. It'll make you wet. Okay. In, in the face. <laughs> in the face. <laughs> wet all up in the face. That's the kind of weekend I want to have. A wet face weekend. I know. I know, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, 
<laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I will watch it. Uh, but, you know, people seem to like it. So there's that. Y2K movies, uh, Speed Racer, because I know we probably have fans that are into the Speed Racer comeback thing that is going on right now for some reason. So check that out. There's too. a Speed Racer comeback happening right now? Yeah, I don't. I Yeah, I mean, honestly, within the past year or two, I don't know if, like, Speed Racer has become a gay icon or if, if it's because the Warkowskis or whatever. But like that movie came out in two thousand eight, no one really gave a shit. Even though it was it was the first thing they directed post the Matrix trilogy, they had written via for Vendetta, but it was actually directed by their cinematographer. They didn't direct that one. First thing they directed was Speed Racer, and um, everyone just kind of like shrugged at it and was like, "Oh." But now I feel like in the past couple of years, it's become. Um, this just like people drool over it it's it, you know what it is it's like the fucking the cult ho- movie well it's like a halloween three where everyone was like you know halloween three is actually a pretty good movie you know it's like okay buddy like it's the same thing P- speed racer is like on that track we're like you know, speed racer was actually a pretty good movie you know and uh we we covered it because i liked it from i went and saw it in theater i was i've always been a wakowski's fan and um i've always been an anime fan and I've always been a, a, it's definitely a very heady chaos magic, stoner visuals, anime translated into live action, wild ride about racing. <laughs> Does he win? Chimpanzees. Speed racing? Ah, I don't want to give it away. Matthew Fox. Oh my God. Matthew Fox is in it too. Didn't win. Were you a speed racer? Did, did you watch that? We talked about again? this already in a, like the last episode. <laughs> oh, geez. Never mind. <laughs> go back or maybe the episode before that i'll go back and re-listen to us and remember yes. what your response was recently we talked about speed racer okay I, like, I said yes i was i was a speed racer person um you know back in the day but i didn't watch the movie i didn't know there was one until you talked about the show so yeah. anyway want some news sure here's some interesting news um you know the doomsday clock yeah so the doomsday clock uh for people that don't know is basically like a metaphorical um clock to the end of humanity right um it pretty much like takes the climate of people right now and and where we're at and kind of tries to predict how much time we have left on our planet um the doomsday clock recently was moved 90 seconds to midnight which is the closest it has ever been okay Mm -hmm. Now, it has gone, you know, has gone to and fro a couple of times now, Um, you know, but now it's the closest that it's ever been. And, um, you know, when they move the doomsday clock, this isn't just like some hobby. Like, this is a team of fucking scientists like that that have this thing. Right. Mm. So it's not just some like fucking neckbeards, you know, with the the doomsday clock predicting humanity's fate. But it's also a self-appointed. And I'm going to look up who they are right now because I don't know the top of my head. But it's a self-appointing body that created this thing. It's not like. You know what I mean? It's it's like an independent organization. It is, yeah. right? Well, most scientists are. Um, you know, so, you know, but again, these are educated people. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what they had, a tri- when they, whenever they move the hands of the clock, okay, which, like I said, it goes to and fro a lot, they do attribute it to specific factors. Um, you know, one of the biggest factors they had cited for moving it 90 seconds to midnight was the, uh, you know, Russia's war on Ukraine um you know any any type of war is bound to fuck up our i mean it fucks up a lot of things um our financial stability it fucks up our economical 
uh, not economical, but um, ecological stability. It's not good for us. Uh, another thing that it cited was climate change, which is, huh, no brainer. We're really not doing anything about that. So, uh, you know, the clock just keeps ticking. Um, bio threats, which I thought was interesting. I don't really know what the hell that means. Well, biological warfare. Like people that think that that COVID was weaponized and released from, oh my God. And then did you see the Pfizer shit that happened this week? No. Oh, they talked about how they're, they're, they're mutating uh, viruses in the laboratory so that they can preemptively create uh, vaccines for them, which seems like something normal that you would do. But uh, a lot of people are taking it as you have a pharmaceutical company. Uh, admitting that they're making uh, killer diseases for profit or something that they're like that they're with uh, forced evolution for profit, and which is yeah, I mean, is one way to look at it. But it was a it was fucking all over Twitter, and that's what that that dude that played Shazam, Zachary Levi, said something about it, and now they're trying to cancel him because he called out Pfizer for it, and you can't be an anti vaxxer <laughs> Two weeks before your tentpole DC movie comes out, like that was a fucking miscalculation. Buddy. Oh, I know, right? Just wait, just wait. Like, my, <laughs> I know. Put your, put your bad opinion out there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Let the internet hate you then, but let them pay to see the movie first. Sure. Um, Project you know, Veritas. If you're, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but uh, keep it. I, I'm not trying to hijack your thing. I'm sorry. Go on. No, it's okay. Um, I, you know, I will comment on that for a second. Guys, um, pharmaceutical companies and laboratories have been mutating viruses since we could mutate viruses. That's not a big secret. Um, that's how COVID-19 started to begin with, we believe, is that it was created in a lab in China that has not just Chinese scientists, but actually scientists from all over the world that, that look at vi- virology and how it affects things. And that's, like I said, probably where it came from. It's called directed evolution. And I guess people, yeah, people feel like you should just wait until something is killing us before you bring it into a laboratory and try to figure out a cure for it instead of preemptively trying to figure out how a, how a virus is going to mutate next, forcing that, directing that evolution. Because you, you figure out like, okay, in the wild, it'll probably respond this way and, and evolve in this way. Sure. We're going to make it evolve that way in the laboratory, and then we can create a vaccine for it preemptively. But some people are afraid that like, well, when you do that, you're creating the very thing that you feel the need to, it's like you're creating the enemy. Right. And then it could get out exactly which is how right. they think COVID started in the first which, place, right, right which is yes like, well okay i agree with that then that's pretty i mean you know you know anyway okay back to the doomsday clock so maybe that's what they're talking about with bio threat sure um <laughs> stuff like that this one was really interesting um going off of everything that was just said they they cited disinformation mm. that's a good one especially given this week's topic as well yeah that's a really good one um that just goes to show that like we are literally so fucking dumb that we are not all of us but some of us are so fucking dumb and we just um are driving ourselves to extinction even closer (laughs) because we choose to be dumb and just believe things that can very easily be disproven um you know that's that and then uh disruptive technology as well uh probably like ai is what i'm assuming they're talking about social media in general yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I could see that. So, uh, yeah, Doomsday Clock ticks, ticks, for, ticks closer to the end. And, there. and the hands of the clock are set by the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, a group formed by Manhattan Project scientists at the University of Chicago who helped build the atomic bomb but protested using it against people. Uh, two U of Chicago faculty members sit on the Bulletin Science and Security Board. They are board co-chair Daniel Holes and former chair Robert Rosner. So it's two guys from Chicago, so obviously it must be true. I take back everything I said about dismissing the validity of the Doomsday (laughs) Clock, uh, given that it is a timepiece set by people from Chicago. Uh, Can you go see it, it Pato? I don't know if it's here. I don't know where it's at. I thought it was in London for some reason. Yeah, I thought it was like across the pond, Um, but... I don't know. Maybe well, we'll look into that. I, I, well, you know what? We're going to look into it right now. Where is the Doomsday Clock? Yeah, look that up. I'm curious. I want to go visit the Doomsday Clock and get my picture taken uh, by it. It's set every year at the... So it doesn't... Where's the... University of Chicago. Yeah, you can visit it. It's uh, that's fucking 1307 cool. East 60th Street. Oh, that's the hood. But whatever. It's Hyde Park. I guess it's not that bad. Yeah, we can go. I'll take you there. Let's go to the Doomsday Clock. We'll go get tacos afterwards or a hot dog or something. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, hot dog. <laughs> With mustard, no ketchup. Uh, but yeah, so I, I thought all of those points were very interesting, and um, I definitely deem them pretty valid uh, for reasons I, I, that make sense, right? I, I'm not really questioning any of those reasons. That makes sense. Um, and just the the total lack of any world leaders not 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 just america just everybody in general not working towards these issues i mean just to continue like let's just ignore it right (laughs) and eventually it'll go away well it's not gonna go away uh we need to we need to work on the problems here and and figure out a solution but you know i'm just a person with a podcast so i don't what, what the fuck do i know um but that was all I had. That was all I had for, for this week's news. Yeah, so my news are all drunken and fucked up. Um, I was going to talk about uh, this week on um, Singular14.com. They uh, talk about, uh, there's a story whose headline reads, I believe that someone or something flies around in Waukegan, Illinois. <laughs> Which made me laugh because I know where that's at. Um, and... There was a sighting in August of 2020 where a family of five was uh, saw a winged humanoid fly over Market Street in Waukegan, just south of the Waukegan Harbor and 500 feet from Lake Michigan. So Waukegan is north of the city, just south of the state line between uh, Illinois and Wisconsin. And um, so that was where my notes started. And then I started talking about how in the 90s, I uh, used to lay concrete driveways for my dad, my friend's dad's construction company. And we laid uh, the driveway of Eddie Belfour, who was a Chicago Blackhawk, and he had an airport in his backyard, which has nothing to do with anything. And um, okay. <laughs> that's where we're at with Pat's news this week. I told you it was a rough week. Kind of shit the bed on both the weird world and the. But if you like a reverent commentary like that, please check out this week's this month's weird world because we talk a lot about music for like it, forty minutes. It's right? just like that. It's well because that's what I do when I get drunk. Is I listen to fucking Spotify. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm not an angry drunk. I'm not like a, a horny drunk. I li- I literally like to just drink and listen to music. My two favorite things in the world: headphones on, beer in my hand. I'll be fine for like five hours straight um 
so that's me. But I wanted to bring back something that we kind of got away from, which is doing the weekly shout-outs. And I want to give a shout-out to Cheap Tracks, a history of Cheap Trick song by song, a podcast hosted by a friend of the show, Mike Vanderbilt, and uh, his co-host, Chris Castaneda, who uh, I spent some time uh, drinking and talking about music with Saturday night. So they have a podcast. They have Mike's got tons of podcasts, but him and Chris do this thing where every episode they'll take one single Cheap Trick song and they'll talk about the production history, how it was recorded, the personnel, uh, why it's significant to the band's history. And um, I thought this was a great idea. They're on second. They're on the second season of the show, and I boycotted the first season because the the special guests that they had on were absolutely unbelievable. And I'm a hater. I don't know if you guys realize this at heart, but I'm a fucking hater sometimes. So uh, they had gotten Greg Cott, who's the Chicago music critic uh, for I think the Tribune. He's one of the. He wrote uh, Learning How to Die, which is this book about Wilco. Uh, so he's a Chicago music critic. Steve Albini, who I'm sure everybody here knows who Steve Albini is, he produced In Utero and was in Big Black and was in Shellac and a bunch of other stuff, famous Chicago music guy, and Rhett Miller from the old 97s. So they had all of those guests on their podcast in the first season. And I said, fuck that. I'm not going to listen to that podcast. What a bunch of assholes. And then I broke down and I listened to it for the second season after I met Chris at a Black Wednesday party last year, and uh, he was a very cool guy, or not Black Wednesday, Mike's uh, fried chicken and champagne thing that I thought was going to be an orgy, and it wasn't an orgy. The best part about that whole thing was that I met Chris, and I was like, you know, this ain't an orgy, but this is still a pretty good party, because Chris seemed like an all right guy. And uh, yeah, I just want to give their podcast a, a quick shout out, Cheap Tracks, a history of Cheap Tricks, song by song. If you don't like Cheap Trick, then you're not going to give a fuck about this podcast, but on the off chance that you are one of the few, the proud, the Cheap Trick fans, um, you'll really dig it. And I consider myself a cheap trick fan. And as much as it took me to begrudgingly listen to it, I'm glad that I did. And, uh, I'm still not going to give them the, the listen count for the Albini or Rhett Miller episode. Cause fuck them. But, uh, the other ones <laughs> seem pretty good. So give it a listen. <laughs> Just don't listen to Albini or Greg Cat. I'll go back and listen to cause I really like that guy. He's a good writer, but Steve Albini, oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> We need to, are you keeping a list of these shout outs no damn i'm not either i don't remember who's been shouted out mothman so 46 Twice. <laughs> yeah. we'll do number three he gets the, he gets the semi chub this week mothman 46 thank you for migrating to my new instagram account with me where he's, he's still he's yeah. still a pleasure yes. yeah he's definitely um that's uh one upstanding citizen right there mothman 46 right. so, um <laughs> Thank you for your service. Mascot of the show. Um, We don't have one of those. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Well, are you ready to talk about Project Bluebeam now? Let's do it. God, I hate this. Um, (laughs) Why? Why? So let me ask you, because I know you're going to be like, what do you know about this? Why did you pick to do this? Let me ask you that. Because because enough people talk about it. I mean, so I'll come across. So I, I curate topics from the show. Um, through a mixture of you know sometimes we'll take suggestions but honestly the list is very long um so i'll but i'll like come across something in the wild and i'll add it to the list um sometimes it's things that i'm knowledgeable about that i'm just like oh yeah there's that thing oh and sometimes i don't know shit about it um you know this one like i said i i, I know a couple of people that that subscribe to this 
fucking stupid idea. Um, <laughs> and I am judging you for it. I don't think it's um, stupid. Oh my god! I I will. Let me just say, curve your, hold your tongue, woman. I uh, I I don't think that it's going to go down like this, but I think there's so there's so many like shadows of this and shit that actually has happened. I don't think it's that far fetched. I don't. It's it's very woo, but like it's not as. Let me put it like this: When I first heard about this in the mid '90s, I laughed at the fuck off. Now. I, I still don't know if it's going to go down like this, but I, I take it more seriously now than I did 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying. 30 years ago, actually. I'll tell you why it was stupid. and I, But not yet. Not yet. Okay. So for people that don't know what this is or, you know, maybe you're vaguely familiar with it, um, Project Bluebeam, essentially, okay, the, the bare bones is that it is a conspiracy uh, that this guy wrote a book about stating that there was going to be a uh, one religion government under the new world order in order to, I guess, better control people. Um, And then there's like particulars kind of leading up to that. Um, So this guy, what's his name? I don't, I didn't put a, put his fucking name down here and he's a big, you know, Sergey, uh, here we go. Mon, and which he's Quebecian, so he's French as as a as a fellow French descendant. I should be able to pronounce that better. Probably Serge Monast, I guess. I'm gonna say Serge because I believe that's it's Serge. No, Serge. Serge. It's uh yeah, Serge. Serge. I think it's Serge. <laughs> what the fuck ever? Who cares? He's dead. Who cares? Right. He, yeah, he, he was died. suicided, which I'm sure is completely coincidental. Yeah. So you know he can't come after. He this. He, was, he didn't kill himself. Well, no, he had a heart attack, but yeah, died of a heart attack. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so he uh, wrote this book called Project Bluebeam in 1994, which states that NASA and the UN are working together um, to basically create a fake second coming to prove that there's like one religion and to get everybody under this one religion together. And it doesn't really make a whole bunch of sense as to why they would do that, but right. Apparently, it makes people easier to control. Um, a little bit about Sergey. He was an investigative journalist from Canada. Um, like Pat O did mention, he did die uh, very shortly after the book was published in 1996 of a heart attack. Uh, but some people think that he was poisoned by a psychotropic weapon. Yeah, the heart attack gun. That's what they came after me with. But I fucking dodged that shit. <laughs> is that what is that what happened to you? No, no, I didn't have a heart attack. Um. <laughs> So I won't get into why I think it's bullshit yet, but we'll kind of talk about like, so the main framework of this is that this was supposed to happen in like steps. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the first step to this was that um, there was going to be a breakdown of archaeological knowledge. Okay. So basically um, NASA, whoever, uh, we're going to use science to prove that all religion is wrong. And in a very in a very specific way at that, um, he said that there was going to be a series of earthquakes which would uncover archaeological artifacts, which would then prove that go against what we know. The fossil record, yeah. In Christian religion, right. And then, you know, explain something else um no this has happened uh natural disasters has have caused things to kind of shake up and for us to make discoveries and so some people call that proof um i don't i just call it science pato you got anything to say about step one um well is that what grand 
Hancock is doing. I mean, there's lots of people that have very strong opinions about the history of mankind. And this idea that we, that's currently, I mean, look, I don't know. I, I feel like, oh, there's so much to this. Um, I feel like, yeah, the, the fossil record is contested, right? I mean, there's people out there that think that the world is 8,000 years old. There's a lot of people out there that think that the fucking world is 8,000 years old, right? There's some people that think that we did not descend from apes. There's some people that think that uh, evolution is something being forced on our throat by fucking evil scientists. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of, I don't think, what we, what you consider to be common sense is no longer common sense, right? And there's a lot of people that have very strong different opinions about where we came from. And the idea that there was going to be something scientific that's going to, that was going to, there's going to be a scientific discovery that was going to be false, that was going to tip the scales immeasurably in one way so that it, to be irrefutable. Um, I mean, that's something that we hope happens eventually anyway, because then we can stop debating where we come from. That's what's going to happen if we ever truly learn where we come from, is what he just described. So now, but in his scenario, it's a false flag. It's not true. It's planted evidence, right? Right. But we should hope that the same thing would happen, and it's not fake evidence. But the thing is, the only people that are going to know for sure aren't going to be people like us. We're not going to be able to tell if it's fake evidence or not because we're all the way over here. And the only ones that are going to know for sure are the handful of people that are all the way over there. So do I think that step one is plausible? Yes. I think that a lot of part of step one is an eventuality. Whether or not it's done with ill intent or not remains to be seen. But even then, we might not even know. Well, how could it not be ill intent if they're purposefully planting artifacts? Because it, uh, unless it's real, maybe that maybe they're real artifacts. That's the thing. We won't know if they're planted, right? If they pull something out of the ground tomorrow that proves anything definitively, right? Then, then, then this. What I'm saying is, is that like we won't know if it's fake or not. The only people who are going to know they're faker. I think I, I'm just repeating myself at this point. It's an echo chamber, but I, I, I think I, I stated it pretty well earlier. Like, there, the only people that would know it's fake is NASA and the UN. Well, not necessarily NASA and the UN. That's a weird combo. There's a lot of shit about this that I don't subscribe to. Well, there's a reason why there's NASA's involved, you know, and we'll get there. Right. Um, but like that's what he's saying is that this is all planned by NASA and the UN, and so that's what we're. I mean, we're that's just what we're using the framework by. Sure. But what you're saying is that like some other entity could plant artifacts, and like the archaeologists and shit digging up those artifacts are in on it. So to them, it's also real. No, what, what I'm saying okay. is is that given the nature of of archaeological exploration, eventually at some point we would hope that we discover things that point to definitive proof of where mankind came from and our journey over the past 8,000 or 800 million years or whatever, right? So that's why we keep looking. It's because we want to find more stuff, right? Well, yeah, sure. So, so, uh, the, I mean, so the idea is, is that someday we'll make a discovery so big that it will answer all these questions. And that that's what the ultimate goal of everybody is, right? Is to keep answering questions, right. to find something so big it answers all the questions. My point is is that 
to be suspicious of what they find being legitimate or not isn't completely unreasonable. And people like you and me won't be able to make the distinction whether or not that evidence is real or not. We'll have to take the word of the people on TV that hold it up and say this is legit. And it's not going to be someone like me or you. It's sure. going to be some faceless person on TV that that never been in my kitchen that's going to tell me that they just found something that definitively explains the history of mankind. I gotcha. Right. I, I will say <clears throat> very confidently that, you know, the only way that we will know exactly what happened is not going to be some smoking gun artifact. That's never going to happen. Um, what, what The only way would be time travel. If we can invent time travel and travel back and see what happened and, you know, but then then i mean that's a whole other can of worms like how can you mm-hmm. like survive the big bang i don't think you can <laughs> you know or whatever happened you know um and just personally this whole mystery of where we came from is never going to get solved all right well, I, you know what's up that, to that's it? my that's my view <laughs> okay um but this is more about like an attack on religion itself which i don't see happening like i just don't see that as like a unified it's there's no like conspiracy against religion um yeah there is no war on christmas uh christmas one right right (laughs) right and and obviously this guy is coming from he is coming from a christian viewpoint um, so that right. is important to but note here. Christians still rule the world. Uh, just because your barista says happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas d- does not mean that Christians yeah. are being persecuted in front of the lions. Fucking, uh, they don't rule the world. Less than 30% of the entire world's population is Christian. Well, you know what I mean? Like we are not, we are not some like, <laughs> we, rule America. <laughs> we are not some maligned marginalized group. Uh, we're, we're okay. Yeah. And, yes, and no right. one's, yeah, you're not, you're not persecuted. Like you think like, people like to claim they are sometimes yes exactly you know? right there's no right I, I don't believe that's happening i i mean i do believe that we find things and and they are what they are i mean we haven't found i mean fucking most of the shit that we find is like oh these people believed in these you know fucking 20 gods or whatever you know it's not and that doesn't hurt christianity it shouldn't hurt christianity you know for other people to believe in things or whatever mm-hmm. um you know, I don't think that there's anything definitive that we'll ever find, like I said. So anyway, that's step one. Mm-hmm. Step two is a, is a little easier, and this is by NASA's involved, because step two to this process is going to be this gigantic um, 3D holographic laser projections that take place in the sky. So what's going to happen is over the sky... And depending on the area, so if we are in America, a projection of Jesus will appear, okay? But if you're in a, if you're in like, um, you know, an an Arabic type country, you're going to see Muhammad, you know, whoever is important (laughs) to your religion, whatever figurehead you have, you're going to see those entities in the sky. And what you're going to see happen to those entities is they are all going to physically merge into one entity. Yeah, that's that's part of the insane part. I think that might have been the the first draft of Project Bluebeam, but uh, I think that I, that's that makes no sense. That does not work. That doesn't no. work. That that because <laughs> you know what I, I will say this: like you come up with a plan, and then you work on it, and they've had thirty years, and I'm sure that they've revised that part out of it because that would not work people's suspension of disbelief would shatter and they would all realize what they were looking at was complete total fucking phony bullshit 
Yeah, we'd be like, well, that's a laser light show. Yeah. What about people that are atheist? It just doesn't make there's so many holes in it, it doesn't make sense. There's two, no. mel, like you said yourself, you know, Chris is 30% of the world. When United States is the melting pot. What about my fucking, you know, Muslim neighbors? Like, what the fuck are they going to, we're both be looking at the same thing as we, no, it, it, it doesn't, it, that doesn't make sense. That would not work. You know what I mean? If that, right, you can't put a projection in the sky that the whole entire world sees at the same time. And that's kind of the idea is that the whole world is going to see all of these religious figureheads show themselves to them at the same time. So while we see Jesus, yes, we can also see Muhammad over there. And they're telling all of us, hey, guess what? We're all the same. And then they merge into one being. Okay. <laughs> that's I didn't write this pattern. I know, I, I know, I know. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> It is. And this is where, like, in 1994, I was like, eh, bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Um, You know, so, I mean, there's that. You know, but this is basically um, to actually simulate the second coming. Okay, so this is what this is supposed to represent, is that this is the official second coming. Okay, this we've started, right? Things are getting crazy. Um, Step three. Step three is telepathic uh, communication. So he's saying that NASA is going to use low frequency radio waves to telepathically communicate with all of the humans in an attempt to shape their beliefs to match those taught by the new age religion. So if you already didn't freely go ahead and subscribe to those big, uh, those big gods in the sky there, then NASA is going to force you to believe it using mind control. I think that step three got uh, redesigned when they took out step two and aspects of step three have been incorporated into step four. Okay. That's we'll what, get there. Yeah. But, but that's all you got to say that's about all step four. Um, that, yeah. That, that, okay. I don't believe it's going to go down like that. I think it will get to this next part and that's where that'll come into play. Okay. Okay. Um. So step four okay and this is pretty much the um final step i guess i couldn't find any steps beyond it this is the part that fucks this is the part that fucks um step four is to create a chaotic event that makes people desperate enough to accept the new world order so it's to make them believe that um possibly okay a popular theory to this is that an alien invasion is happening and so it's a very something very scary another another way that this could play out is by making people believe that the rapture is happening okay and another one is to um it's fucking weird it says the goal of this one deals with global satanic ghosts all around the world in order to push all population on the edge to to drown into a wave of suicide killing and permanent psychological disorder i'm not quite sure what the fuck that means um but (laughs) that's uh another way this could play out um but step four is where a lot of people come into place here so this is where i've heard of project bluebeam mm-hmm. okay i've heard of people talking about like ufos and like the government disclosure of ufos and and how they're saying that like ufos is just project bluebeam it's just them trying to stir up or get us ready for this alien invasion that's going to happen that's not going to actually be real like weird clouds and shit happen in the sky because it's nasa testing out their project blue beam technologies in order to make this happen Mm -hmm. 
Now, on the flip side of that, then you have people that obviously the rapture, okay, so you got people physically um, on the ground leaving the bodies. Those aren't real people. Those are holograms. Um, that's why we've been putting a lot of work in holograms is because of, of this big plan with NASA and the UN. And um, you're going to see people rising up and rising into the sky like you would in the rapture. That's nonsense. Yeah. And then also um, the pandemic. People blame the pandemic on uh, or blame, brought, blamed Project Blue Book for the pandemic saying that you know obviously COVID's not real none of that's real and they're just doing it because it's the final step in project blue book despite the fact that we still haven't seen our giant sky daddy projection or telepathic communication but you know it's just me blue beam um yeah like i said i think steps two and three the reason for those were to dismantle religion organized religion to the point where we were susceptible to b- believe the alien invasion thing. And then that way we would turn to the government and relinquish all control. Cause we're scared. Right. right. And uh, I think that, you know, the sky daddy thing, like you said, is ridiculous now. And um, obviously whatever it, let's, let's pretend for a second that what this reporter stumbled upon, he really did find something some kind of document or some kind of some kind of mission statement. Um, clearly, he found something that was uh, very old. Like I mean, at the time, it might have been recent, but at the time, they thought they were going to do it in the eighties, and then it never happened. And then it was going to happen in the nineties, then happened year two thousand, didn't happen. So, um, if if he really did find some kind of document, it's easy to believe that it was a draft of a document, a draft of a plan. And that doesn't mean that that document that he found or whatever information he found is still the fucking, you know, bullet pointed legal pad that these people are going off of today. Right. Things happen. Plans change. Right. I could see this plan makes sense to a certain extent, if it, and it makes even more sense to me if you take out steps two and three. If you take out the fucking hologram projection. I mean, look, we know the hologram technology is there. And that was the other thing, too, is that back in the day, it was like, what? Like a fucking hologram like that cheap shit? No one would ever confuse that with reality. Bitch, they did it with Tupac, right? Like, they could do that now. And they do that now with shit sometimes. So, like, we know that, like, the, the, te- the technology being there for something to be that realistic is not as far-fetched as it was in 1994, okay? Um, The idea that some of these sky anomalies that people are seeing, be it UAPs, be it cloud formations, how about that cloud pussy thing? Did you see a picture of that this week? No. Oh, my Google cloud pussy right now while I'm ranting, and you'll fucking... Oh, my God. Don't bother wearing socks because they're about to get blown straight off. Um, some people say that this stuff is, is them trying out this technology to see how believable it is. Okay. Let's, let's do a, let's do a sky projection in, in Tempe, Arizona, and, you know, we'll leave it up there for 45 minutes to an hour. We'll make sure there's plenty of fucking photographs and YouTube videos. And then we're going to sit there and we're going to watch the comments and let's see how believable it is. And let's take notes, right? Why do people buy it? Why do they not buy it? What are the red flags that people have? They're going to sit there and they're going to do. They're going to fact check your homework for you. They're going to they're going to grade you. It's like an audience score, like showing the first cut of a movie to a theater theatrical audience and then asking them what'd you think? What would you change? Did you like the movie? Right? 
So maybe, and that's the thing about this kind of like, if you're actually going to run this kind of operation, you got one shot to do it. And if you blow it or the public doesn't buy it, you have completely fucking outed yourself as someone trying to attempt global manipulation, right? So you you get one chance to fucking get this right. And it could be that whoever originally was going to do this or whoever authored this document that this fucking reporter found, it could be that they don't have the balls to pull the trigger yet because they don't think that they got it right or they need more confirmation. This is a one and done thing. You fuck this up. You just fucked up everything and them dragging the UAP thing out all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like that, this, those things never went away. Those sightings never going away, but now they're dragging it back into the spotlight. Why? Why? I'm not saying it's big. That has anything to do with project blue beam, but it's one idea one could entertain. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay. Like I'm listening. Some, like I said, some of this stuff makes sense a little bit. And as someone that's heard this theory 30 years ago when I was in fucking high school reading Behold the Pale Horse, I laughed at it then. It seemed completely ridiculous. Did not seem as ridiculous this time. That's all I'm saying is it's, it's grown on me a little bit. And when I look around, I see more shit that's like, well, it's not exactly apples for apples, but there's certain similarities here. So, something about this shit's rhyming. You know what I mean? And it, it seems a little bit more believable to me. Well, I'll tell you who wrote that document that Sergey based this entire book off of. Okay, his name is Gene Roddenberry. You ever heard of Gene Roddenberry, Pato? <laughs> I may have. It sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry um, worked on this little TV show, and he took this idea and he pitched it for a little movie. You might have heard of it, Star Trek. It was a TV show, yeah. And initially, it was supposed to be the original concept of the Star Trek movie. It was not. They ended up going with a different idea. So Roddenberry then put it out as a Star Trek novel, um, which came out very shortly after the movie, sometime in the very early 80s. And this is, hold on, word for word, exactly what happened in the Star Trek novel, which at the time, um, you did have Trekkies and stuff like that, but you didn't have a bunch of them. You didn't have the um, spread of information in 1994 like you do now. Um, so when you put this book out to people and they're not familiar with every single Star Trek novel out there, especially not this weird, obscure one, um, then yeah, it might seem like a pretty cool concept, but uh, that's where you got the idea from. <laughs> and it's not hard to find that information out. There, There is a smoking gun to this one um, because, you know, I guess the guy just fucking thought, man, that slaps. That story is so good. I bet that's really happening. And he put it out there. Um, of course, we know art imitates life, right? I mean, so it, it's not so far-fetched. I doubt uh, old Gene has any type of uh, ties to the UN or NASA. I mean, he might. I don't know. Um, but, you know, he put that out there and, and old Sergey wasn't a uh, so he, he was known for being a big sci-fi fan so he absolutely ripped this a thousand percent from the star trek book <laughs> that's, that's what happened <laughs> and i don't I, I i should have written the title down i didn't i should have um but just google gene roddenberry and uh star trek or project blue beam and you'll find it and uh there it is i mean i i agree with you i'm you know i've been saying it for a while i did think that personally there is some type of rhyme or reason to the fact that, you know, we've got this UAP discussion happening now. Um, why? Why now? You know, I, I'm curious as to why now. Um, but, you know, why did they do it with, with Project Blue Book? I mean, and nothing ever came out of that. So, 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just do it every couple of years. I don't fucking know. And, you know, put it out there just because they're getting more and pe- more people involved. And, you know, the more people you get involved, um, there's like a popular theory. Okay. And it's that, you know, once you have three or more people involved in a lie, then that lie unravels. Statistically speaking, <laughs> one of those three people is going to speak. Right. So then you're talking more and more and more and more and more, right? And you're going to have more people talking. It's almost impossible. We as humans, we're not good at keeping secrets. Oh. We're not. I disagree with that one. And everybody listening right now that knows me in my personal life knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I will not go into detail on the air because I'm just not going to do that. And I can tell you when we get off because I don't know if you know this fucking story. But, um, oh, people have vaults. And you can get a whole bunch of people to keep their mouth shut for a very long time if they have a good enough reason. I understand what you're saying, though. That's not me being super... I'm not, I'm not shitting on you, shitting in your Cheerios too aggressively there. But I think if, if maybe some people out there have examples from their personal life, people can keep secrets. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be... <laughs> To be too cryptic. I understand. I I, I get it. I understand. Listen, I I know. I talk to people that work at the base. I know. I know that they, and especially those kinds of people, they are fucking brainwashed to believe that they can never, ever, ever fucking talk about the things that they do. However, that shit slips in regular conversations. And it is interesting to watch how it slips out because they won't elaborate and they'll say something that's so fucking off the wall. And you are just kind of expected to just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and ignore what they just said. Um, and it's interesting, you know, but so I, I get it. Listen, I, I know. Um, and brainwashing is very real. Um, so that's, we know that that's real. We can prove that that's real. Um, but I think that this would take so many fucking people and it would take so many, not just like big people that we don't even know the names of that work behind closed doors and this, that, and the other. I think that it would take people, smaller people too. And I think, I don't know. I just think that this would be really hard to keep secret. I think it would. Yeah, I I can see a scenario where, and this, you know, here's the thing. Somebody had to think this up. Right? right and whether or not that person either was serge either he thought it up for his book or the fucking new world order hand puppet that thought this up for his proposal of you know plan for world domination 136 b you know so obviously somebody had to sit down behind a typewriter and write out this fucking plan all right either one of those people could have been gene roddenberry fans you're you're maintaining that, okay, well, it must have been Serge. He was a Trekkie, and that's where he got this story from. Or the dude in the New World Order was a fucking Trekkie, <laughs> and that's where he got the story from. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many, like, like this, this is something that happens all the time. The, the, the U.S. military does work with the entertainment industry to, I remember, I remember this right after 9-11, and, and I don't, just, I'm telling you people, fucking Google it. After 9-11, the, the, the fucking government, CIA, FBI, whoever, I don't know, whatever alphabet agency you want to come up with, the military, they pulled in people like Michael Bay, people like Tony Scott, people like Brian Singer, uh, 
people, all kinds of fucking Hollywood directors and story writers and filmmakers and said, okay, they just flew fucking planes in an office building. What else could they come up with? Because you guys are more creative than us. Right. So doesn't that show you right there, Pat, just how fucking incompetent these people are to create a new world order? Well, that they have to get fucking Michael Bay in on it. Here's the thing. I They haven't done it. They haven't done it. They haven't done it. And it, maybe they never will. And maybe that's why we never really have to worry about this too much, right? Is that you're right. Like the UN can barely get fucking toothbrushes to Kosovo. What the fuck are we worried about them? Like somehow effectively governing the whole entire world. Like it's probably not going to happen. It'll probably never happen. That doesn't mean that people, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a goal. That just somehow, you know how sometimes you got big plans for the weekend, right? Like you're going to go out and get all this shit done, right? Maybe you just had big plans for the fucking humanity and just never got the shit done, right? (laughs) You (laughs) drank the whole weekend. They fucking fucking drank a fifth of vodka Friday night, sat there and listened to Spotify, and their notes for world domination ended up being fucking CCR lyrics. You know what I mean? (laughs) Fucking. Fair enough. They're people. They're people just like us, you know what I mean? And not only that, but they're broy military people. No offense, Bob person. But I'm just saying, like, I, you know, hey, I, just because they never pulled it off doesn't mean the intent wasn't there. I right? understand. And I, I honestly, there's something that rings so fucking true to me about a staged alien invasion. I always like to say the truth has a certain ring to it. Like, there are certain things where you might not be able to explain it, and you might not. Maybe I'm fucking psychic. I don't know. But, like, you might not be able to explain it, and you might not be able to fucking, you know, quantify it. But sometimes I just, certain things just sound fucking right. And a staged alien invasion to control, that's the only fucking trick left. Right? So that's the part of the story that you like. And that, because that comes from Reagan's fucking mouth. That comes from Ronald Reagan himself. That's a famous fucking speech he gave about if some otherworldly threat threatened humanity, we would put all of our fucking silly differences aside and unite. That's something he fucking said, I think, at the U.N., if I'm not wrong. Right. Look that shit up like that. And that is why that sounds right. So so. The idea that, like, <laughs> the UN was like, that's a pretty goddamn good or idea. Whoever, I don't know why we could think. Like, I know they said the UN and that, but that's just, that's, we'll put that, we'll throw that piece of information out with steps two and three. Fucking, eh, not into the UN. But, like, the idea, like, that idea sounds like something that if you were effectively trying to control a population, you have to unite them in, underneath a common threat. And, with the world just being the way it is, the only common threat you could really do at this point would be what? Fucking aliens from outer space. So that, and then now you're going to fake that alien invasion with hologram technology where shit looks like it's up in the sky. I mean, that doesn't seem that far-fetched. And we get so much of our media through the TV and the news and the internet anyway. I mean, how many, like... You know, like fucking Siren Head videos have you seen? Where it pretty, it's like, you know, footage of Siren Head stomping around the woods. You know that shit's not real. Look at all the cryptid videos that are fucking faked and posted online that people buy. How hard would it be to fake alien invasion footage? Right? 
It's just a matter of like maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what the fucking the chemtrails are. Is they're building a fucking movie screen in the stratosphere to project this shit on? I don't know. I'm just saying it. This doesn't. Of all the crazy shit we've covered on this show, this is not the craziest. Like this is like, and I would say, in the top third of the most somewhat believable. You know what I mean? I, I feel like there's traces of this that you look at and you're like, well, I mean, maybe if not like this, not like what he said back in the nineties. No, not like that. There's no fucking sky. Jesus that turns into sky Buddha. It's fucking goofy. That would never work. We're too jaded of a culture. It's fucking, you know what I mean? None of people believe in any of that stuff. Like, but take that out of it. And I think you're left with something that's not as insane as, you know, fucking dogman i uh you know respect your opinion okay <laughs> <laughs> no i knew you'd like this so i don't want to take that away from you you're oh. allowed to like what you like and you're allowed to believe what you believe that's fine i don't i think this is total bullshit and it's ridiculous but you know that's me i'm just again fucking person with a podcast i don't know you know it would explain um, it would explain the alien phenomenon the ufo phenomenon pretty well to me i think that it that would no i don't think so just because like okay so you know here it is like here's this one guy with this one idea this one theory right we're, so we're so if you were to subscribe to that idea okay then you were throwing out every single a- alien abduction that's ever happened you're throwing that away you know what what was okay but let's back it up a little bit um step four has them using like not mind control but like intrusive mind projections to make people simulate and here they kind of they refer to them as like demonic ghosts or something yes i don't know what that meant right but i mean okay so recontextualize that as as fucking ufo stuff i mean you even know like think about my experience and i don't want to turn this into the thing but like think about the the fucking epilogue to that story Mm-hmm. right that actually fucking fits with this that that was never that it was something else and that, i don't know you know i don't know i'm not saying i'm not that. saying all abductees are full of shit i'm just saying that like i don't know no i'll let you have that i understand yeah. you know i can't uh you know I, I i know if you want to hear that story go listen to go subscribe <laughs> to the patreon um pato spills the tea i mean he talked about it here but man he really talked about it well, I, I don't think i ever uh, i have spilled the tea tea i'm still holding on to that last one that's the that, last drop of tea in there that's yeah. the last little squirt <laughs> it's very flavorful but yeah there there is and maybe one day pato will squirt that tea at you I oh buy me a beer and ask me in person i'll tell you i'm just not gonna fucking... yeah, yeah he will <laughs> that's true <laughs> You know, just hang around the booth for long enough at one of these events and buy some shit. No, he'll spill it. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, I, and I understand. I, I do understand how that could become personal for you. Um, and, you know, again, as much as I respect that, I just don't subscribe to this. I And yeah. mostly that's just because, like, man, that's so goddamn boring. I would hate for that to be true. <laughs> and uh, also because, like, okay, it's 2023, which regardless of however old humanity is and how long we've been here and what we know about our history, we at least know that we have been here as a somewhat organized unit for the last 2,023 years. And like you said, Pato, it there is no new, new world order. It's not, it hasn't happened yet. Um, 
you know, fuck, that shit would have been so easy to pull off a thousand years ago. <laughs> you know, people were really dumb then, and it never happened then. I just don't think it, it will ever happen. Now, whether or not somebody has tried to propose the idea, well, sure, probably, you know, growing up, I mean, especially being a 90s kid, we really glorified world domination. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if that's like pinky in the brain talking or what, but I mean, we were really like into that idea. So, I mean, it's not like just as individuals we haven't individually considered that it's not like we haven't had dictatorships you know that that tried to do that um but nobody has and i don't think anybody ever will well right like look at so i think that's this is like the final point i want to make is that like why why would people want to take over the world because we want ultimate okay what do you want to take over the world what do you want you want a lot you want everything right you you, want everything you want you, you want what you want like unlimited sex slaves okay well you you can get that all right what if we just gave you that do we still have to fake an alien invasion um why like world domination well we want to make sure that we have control of all the resources can't you do that through capitalism like i feel like every goal like there might have been there might have genuinely been a point in mankind's history where there was some shadowy cabal of people that thought that they had to enslave everybody through a a one world government and and one currency and one religion and one language and do all these alexandrian shit and all this stuff and make every you know all this fucking stuff that was written on latin on the side of fucking statues and then they realized well i mean couldn't that plan evolve over time where it's like look all we really want to do is like be able to have fucking orgies and you know have the access to the best medical care and have fucking slaves do everything for us right buy whatever i want yeah and like give me that and i don't care if you know argentina is a sovereign country (laughs) as long as i can exploit their resources when we need them right and that's what we figured out a way to do through fucking companies and business like and that was it and that was fine and and yeah. you know population control well, now there's gonna be too many people all right we can figure out a way around that we'll fucking do whatever you know what i mean we'll we'll introduce fucking crack into the ghettos or or you know let's it, make birth control free i mean fuck we haven't even done that the simplest of things right like so i don't know i mean i think that people you know people talk about like we still i don't know that's my dog right this is the dog i don't like <laughs> go away Aww. Go away. Uh, but she always comes up here when I podcast, too. I don't know why. She wants to talk to me. Hi. Uh, I think she knows. <laughs> She's like, you got another hole on your headset. Um, I think I think we should keep ourselves open to the idea that plants change over time. And that what might have been these old, I think we're still operating on a very, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, a very late 20th century concept, conception of what world domination would look like or feel like or what its goals would be those plans might have changed okay it it, it might have taken on a different form and they might have you know revised some of the documents but that doesn't mean that there's not still people there's not i'm sorry that was really gross to do in there uh that there's not a, a a ruling or organized fuck a ruling class or organized body that's trying to affect the trajectory of mankind I, I still think that that's very possible. You know, everybody's got a kill switch. Uh, you know, look at uh, w- one thing that's really interesting and not depressing at all is uh, going and l- watching the um, videos that ne- networks have at their disposal for in case the end of the world is imminent. <laughs> 
<laughs> Somehow, you know what? I've been trying to talk about this for a long time on the show, and I guess Project Blue Beam it is. Um, they they did that in uh, Gremlins too, right? Yeah, they. <laughs> so, but those that's one hundred one hundred percent medically accurate. Yeah, they yeah, they do. That's a real thing. Yeah. And um, so so again, everybody's got a kill switch. We should do that. We should do an episode where it's we should record our end of the world episode. And then, like, I don't know, oh, keep it. And then, but no, we could, we couldn't, because, like, what about all the things that you would only say if you knew that Today? you were going to die tomorrow? You would, you would. We got to do it in like we got to do it like every five years. We got to re- put a refresher one out there every five years. We can't, we can't record ourselves speaking those truths uh, when we know that. First of all, we wouldn't be that honest because we know that this is just an episode we're doing. I think you know what I think that would be fun to do. I think if if we went to a live event where we had like we could do PowerPoint videos where we show different ones and we fucking riff on them and talk about them and stuff. I think that would be the way to, to share that media with our audience. You know what I mean? Is to put together like a presentation where we show like the CNN. I've only seen the CNN one and Mm -hmm. I know, but I I know. And then like you talk about gremlins too, but like, it's a thing. Like they exist. It's a thing. Yeah. And you could find a lot of them because they get leaked and people like, you know, some AV nerd gets a job at fucking TBS and is like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they fucking yeah. bring a copy home and then they put it on YouTube. So they're out there. I think that would be that would be a fun thing to do when you're not giving your Mothman pres- presentation. Talk about, <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, because people would like, yeah. you think about it. You, you'd play it in front of an audience full of people and they'd all be laughing and shit. And then we could just kind of talk, you know, I don't know. But this is the last thing you're going to see before you die. <laughs> and then we blow the fucking place up. Um <laughs> No, and then we have the orgy. Be like, think about what you would really want to do before you die. It's not fucking sit there and watch cnn for the last 30 seconds of your life you're gonna you know yeah right exactly um but no that's no that's a real thing anyway the point of it is that you know every big organization has some type of plan in place for for catastrophic events that need to happen we do you know i mean just we do i mean if you don't think that information's out there I don't, to, I don't know what to tell you you know you, you gotta you gotta get with the program uh, right. it's out there that's why the cdc has a fucking document on zombies like you know right. it's out there 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 is a plan for everything and world domination could be out there it could very well be out there um so i i could i could jive with that idea but to think that it's a genuine threat that is happening right now i don't jive with that idea i just don't see it you know and i know people I know you guys never think about this. I never think about this. I never thought about it until really uh, just now. Uh, but uh, these people in positions of power, believe it or not, they're just people. Like, okay, maybe somebody actually physically comes and wipes their ass for them, but they still shit. Like, that still happens. You know, they're just people. And I think that the majority of people are just people and you know we kind of forget that and you know that's why it's easy to be an asshole on the internet to other people or you know because you just forget i mean that's why it's easy to you know flip off and cuss out that person that just cut you off in traffic um you know but but you don't know their situation you don't know what they're trying to get to or what they're doing you just assume you just assume that they're a bad person they're probably not they're probably just a person they probably have to shit and so they're trying to skip traffic to get home who knows you know nobody knows and um you know i think that's something that gets away from us a lot because we just don't really have the capacity in our heads to really consider all eight billion people on the planet and that's not anybody's fault it's normal um but uh yeah so that's i mean that's my takeaway from it i don't know and 
you know. I guess one of my takeaways is just to look at COVID and the way that that was rolled out and, you know, how and just how divisive we were as uh, a species. I mean, across, not even in America, uh, all over the world um, about... You know, the the way it was, you know, you had total compliance in Australia where they fucking just locked people in their homes and shit. And, yeah. you know, two weeks to kill the curve turned into fucking 18 months and or still, I don't know, however long it's been. I we're still kind of going in a certain respect. But like, you know, there was no, we didn't all fall in line. Whatever line is, whatever, however you want to perceive that, right? Whether or not you're a vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer, the fact that there's two divisions there just says they can, couldn't get everyone on the same page. And that's why I think a, a, a program like this is bound to fail, and I think they realize that. There's no way you could convince people of what they're seeing in the sky is real. Because there's people that won't believe shit's real. There's pe- I mean, look at like the, the Q people. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many... And whether or not they're the nutballs or we're the nutballs, the fact that there's two camps just set, just just speaks to it. We're, you, well, there's you, always two camps about everything. Well, I mean, but when you're when your goal is is total worldwide servitude, you're trying to fucking put everyone under a one world government. You're trying to convince everybody that that thing in the sky is a fucking spaceship and that we're about to be invaded. There's people that'll go out there and look at that and be like, that's not real. And there's some people that'll believe everything they see on TV. And there's some people that, you know, could have every expert in the world telling them that they need to do something or they should do something. And they'll believe that the someone with a handful of YouTube followers that says, you know, this is not true. real. Right. right. <laughs> and you'll have people that say, Hey, I did my own research. I looked up project blue beam and this is fucking bullshit. Or you'll have, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. Like, I don't think something like this could ever work. And I think all you have to do is look yeah. at COVID where, and that's not me saying that COVID wasn't real, but like where you had something that was real and you have people completely convinced that it wasn't, or you have, well, you have the fucking, all the Trump shit that people buy into. Oh, God, which isn't yeah. real now does that mean like who are who are the q people are they the ones that would buy project blue beam or are they the ones that would be skeptical of it i well, don't know they'd be saviors if it ever did happen let's be honest they would i'm in- and and so that asshole that you fucking hate they serve a purpose as much as <laughs> i hate to admit it they do right. they do no they'll, you know? they'll be the ones raiding fucking yeah they'll be they'll come up and sh- you know whatever they're gonna fight against it and you know save your ass which sucks because like i said i, I hate those people too my grandma i didn't say this my grandma died of covid uh, sunday night actually and um which i'm okay it's it's an interesting my family's weird it doesn't matter um but she died of covid and uh she's actually my step grandma but one of her sons is a covid denier doesn't think it was real did not want her vented because they were just trying to kill her so that they could make money off of her and this and all this shit that he says has easily been disproven easily and uh he still doesn't think that's what killed her he thinks the hospital killed her on purpose and he's stupid that's stupid that's ridiculous she died of covid she was 82 years old the woman this is the third time she's had covid covid fucks you up even if you have it once even if you don't think it fucked you up it it does it changes the way your body works and we know that because of science yada 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 
Um, now that guy sucks in that particular situation, right? He's the asshole in the situation, screaming about suing the hospital and and fucking going to the news and this and the other. Except the news is fake, but but he's the he's reason the asshole Project Blue that, Beam wouldn't work. Yeah, right. He's the asshole that would save us from something like that. So I mean, you know, as much as you know, I I know it's hard not to like sit around and go, man, these people are just a waste of space. I mean, they serve their purpose and let's just be happy that they are not the majority they're not they're actually the loudest voices right are are, are the stupid or the stupidest people have the loudest voices rather and um they're really not the majority um we know that and so we can at least be thankful that that's the case and try to keep it that way right we got to keep those people under control and we just simply do that by sharing information and you're not going to share information by yelling and being cruel to each other um, nobody's going to listen to you when you're being mean to them and insulting. That's just not going to happen. You're going to change anybody's mind by being a jerk. I'm not going to. No, I'm going to listen to somebody that's calling me names and you know tearing me down as a person. Why would anybody else? They won't. You know. Uh, so I mean, be you know be be love and light, right? Do everything with love and light. Um, but also, you know, sometimes you just got to wash your hands and walk away from those people and be thankful that those people exist because they're saving you from total world domination. So. <laughs> Amen. <How's that? laughs> so, anything else, Pato, you want to add to this? I could not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal a line that Daniel Thorndike used on me when I gave my summation of Speed Racer on this week's episode of Y2K. I could not add a more perfect statement to that. That should be written down on the tablets for people to read in the future. So we could just, just end it there. Perfect. Perfectly said. I'm going to put it on the Georgia Guidestones when they get rebuilt. Um, anyway. All right, guys. Well, in that case, we'll see you back here next Wednesday.